Hi, I'm Shikere and it's good to have you in this space. How are you holding up? I know these are hard and anxious times, but just be strong. We will overcome. Now, in my previous episode, I tried giving an intro to the concepts of uh, physical security, ran some stats on break-ins and talked about how much control we have on our physical and personal security. But today, as promised, I would give an account of the robbery that took place that changed my perspective. So ready? Let's go. All right, I'll give uh, three accounts. That would be my own, my sister's, and my neighbor, one of my neighbors, exactly what happened. And I hope um, with these three accounts fused together, we should have a holistic view of what happened. Now, I want uh, everyone to listen attentively, you know, trying to pick out different aspects that I feel will be very beneficial for us at the end of the day. Okay, my side of the story. That, that fateful day, that was June 2010, that evening I was coming from church. I was uh, working in the bus ministry. What that means was I was driving the church bus, pick members from various bus stops, take them to church. One church is dismissed, I actually t- take them back to where I picked them up from. And it was, it was fun. It was, it was work for me, it was my service. And just as a normal day, church day would be, I close around 9, 9 p.m. You know, and house where I stayed, where the church was, was a seven minute walk or a five minute run. So it, it was quite close. Now, this particular day, I got home earlier. I went in, dropped some things, dropped my Bible, dropped some things, picked up one or two things and told my younger sister that I'll be back and walked out. Why I did that, I don't know, but I was following a schedule and that schedule was be home on or before 10 o'clock. There's nothing wrong with routines, but please just take note of that routine. Alright, stepping out, I came back around 9.45, you know, driving back and that was when I saw my neighbor, like I said in the previous episode, you know, on the streets, half cloth and uh, I was wondering what happened. You know, that was my own side. Okay, let's go to my sister's account. What she said was after i left wasn't up to 15 minutes the door was pushed open okay let let me explain what happened there the door was not really locked you know this you you, you close and then you use a like a latch just to hold it and that latch was not a strong one so she said she turned and you know the door was pushed so she felt ah 
why is this guy doesn't he know how to open the latch from outside so she you know she just stared for that few seconds and the door was opened and what she saw was a hooded guy with two hands covering something pointed at her and the instruction was lie down face the floor which she did without hesitation like i said again but thank god she wasn't touched she wasn't harmed now laying down there for like five minutes you know then looking up she found that uh, they were gone at that point in time i had my little niece staying with us and she was at a corner you know one thing about all this these robberies is little children once they become quiet become inconspicuous you don't see them so apparently the guys did not see her but she now explained that well my sister laying flat on the floor the guy just you know made a quick dash there were some handbags that i think were for sale in the parlor note that too handbags for sale in the parlor that was picked up and you know he he left now the last part would be my neighbor okay and now for the sake of privacy i would like to call him c so c and his sister were in one room and their eldest brother with his wife were in the main building but the veranda connected the two all of a sudden their door was also pushed open and what i got to understand that it was simultaneous as they broke into our own side of the build, uh, the house, they too were also attacked. And this was a compound of four occupants, but two occupants had everything within the building. That what I mean was a door that goes in and everything is enclosed. However, our own side, the veranda was open, so you could access a room to the left or access a main building to the right so it was opened okay back to the story their door was opened and they were instructed to lie down like my sister complied and actually laid down but he's he's of the muscular type he's he's he has a, a good build i don't know what entered the minds of these guys and maybe they felt intimidated by his muscles and all whatnot and they started you know beating him, kicking him, I said, lie down, lie down, and kept matching him, and he was like, I'm lying down. So he got angry, C got angry, and where he laid down, I think he was just laying down by the bed, but you know, his hand could go under the bed, and with his arm switch, was a machete. So with that anger, and in one swift movement, hand to the knife, feet up, and there he was standing, armed with a machete and it now became mission abort mission abort and he chased after one somehow that one just slipped into the darkness outside our compound mind you our compound was fenced now the sister to see started shouting you know the normal ole ole thief thief which the next compound replied you know and so that just foiled everything man kudos to them that was real quick thinking now while this was going on the eldest brother had no idea what was going on so upon hearing the screams the shouts of the thief thief ole ole he now got you know just 
entered into one motion, thought it was an attempt on his life, so he rushed out and tried scaling the fence. And so him on the streets, that was when I was coming in. Okay, by the way, I forgot to mention that uh, on my neighbor's side, uh, a phone was stolen. The phone was on charge, so that was taken too. Now, we have three accounts. I believe you have a full picture. You know, these are from three different views, but you have a full picture of exactly what happened. Now, I couldn't just shake that feeling. Ah, we were robbed. I couldn't shake that feeling. But thank God everybody was fine. My, my neighbor, as the eldest brother, had uh, some slight bruises, you know, trying to jump the fence. But everybody was fine. Casualties, what was stolen, like I said, was us. We had a couple of bags, two or three bags, new, still in his wraps, stolen. I'm not sure if money was stolen. I'm not sure. And then uh, a charging phone. But the next day, I, I couldn't take it. So I, you know, started moving around, asking questions, and actually did my investigation. And this is what I found out. First, I noticed for the first time <laughs> that our street was very dark at night. I mean, pitch black. Even when Nepa, <laughs> not anymore, but even when Nepa was on. Surprisingly, all fenced compound because the streets from the beginning till the connecting streets inward was all fenced. But somehow, all these fenced compounds either had broken security lights or none at all. So it was so dark, you could enter the streets from start to finish and nobody will recognize you. They will just see an outline moving across, but nobody could recognize you. That was the first thing I noticed. Secondly, in our compound where I stayed, the building closest to the main gates had a security bulb and this illuminated directly from the compound to the gate outside such that if someone is entering the compound from our street which is normal <laughs> anybody from outside can actually see who is coming in now that bulb had been bad or the, I think the lamp holder, I found out later the lamp holder was bad, so the bulb was off for a while. That means anybody moving in from the streets into the compound would not be seen. Third, there was a bar and a sit-out that opened at the head of the streets. You know, we have, there's, there's a main road, it's a single lane express and you know, you know, off into the streets just as you leave the main express into our street there a bar was situated and it's an open bar and when you sit you have the whole 180 degree view of the main road the streets our compound and the end of the streets this bar was always full and had no dark themes another that had really low light so you couldn't really you're passing and you, you you know try to look into the bar couldn't really know who was sitting there so i gave you all these little cues 
what's my conclusion on this? First, the burglars, I, I can't even give them that name. I can't even give them that. They don't even deserve that name. Well, young chaps like me at that time, within my age grade, yeah, those, those were guys I knew. They were guys I knew. They were behind, they were behind it, but I could do nothing because there was no concrete evidence. I didn't want to push further. I had really strong convictions. I didn't want to push further because where I stayed, I was actually born there. So I grew up there. So, you know, staying for so long, you know everybody to an extent, you know the family history. And so, you know, laying an accusation without real evidence, you know, would have disrupted a lot of things. So since the casualty wasn't much i let it slide how did i even how did i even get that conclusion that phone that was stolen was actually my neighbor's eldest brother uh, uh, wife elder brother's wife's phone was the one that was stolen and i just we were all sitting and i said okay let me even try this number and i dialed it and it rang surprisingly it rang and then the someone picked and you know he tried masking his voice now no, who be this it, there i knew who was on the other end of the phone so it, it it just sealed my conviction that oh so it was my guys that i called my friends that actually tried breaking in and the reaction was even when I met, all of a sudden he was he was around the next day because he has he's always off and on, off and on, and he was around the next day, which I'm sure was you know to see you know what was happening, and that's what they do. They they come back and you know just look around. Okay, are they making? Are there any leads? Is there anything they feel they should know? And I saw him, and I don't know. I was so calm. I shook him, but I was staring at him. He was uncomfortable. I knew he was among. Maybe he was not uh, in the main team of the operation, but he had good knowledge of it. So, which leads me to my second conclusion. That I was an obstacle to that operation. Like I said in the previous episode, had I been around, I would have recognized one of them they didn't want that so the aim was i should be out so that it will be swift it will be clean and truly coming back suddenly and going out again showed that yeah they had studied me now that bar was a lookout they would sleep in sit and actually watch and i'm sure they did that for months which meant that I was studied when I came in, when I go in, when I come out, and the times, and I was following clockwork. Listen, be it a robbery, be it a break-in, be it a whatever you call it, there are four main factors these guys play. There are four main factors, and I, I really need you to take note of this. One, they observe. They really take time to observe the bar was their observation point they stood there they sat there and were just watching and you know when they observe they observe in the background you don't see them second they look for a pattern 
you try to make out a pattern do you follow clockwork or are there specific times average times that you do certain activities do you go out take out the trash or you drive out or you go for a jog they look for a pattern three they look for a loophole that loophole is their chance now for me their loophole was i was always coming back on or before 10 and for a long time i was always doing that keeping to that then lastly the strike once these other three factors have been met then the strike takes place now with all this being said don't you think it's time we turn tables don't you think it's time we take back that control don't you think it's time these guys or rather don't you think it's time we give them a run before i go on i'll, I'll put up a disclaimer that in no way do i replace professional advice from security agencies because these guys are empowered by the law i'm not but i'm empowered by conscience because i feel this knowledge that i have is what's spreading and it has helped me change my perspective change my actions about things so enough said for one day uh in my next episode i think we will get to the nitty-gritty and um, begin the awareness and control properly so i would love to hear your comments your questions and even your experiences so thank you for listening to my podcast thank you for listening to my podcast talk to you soon